You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Have you heard about Clubhouse? It's a relatively new audio-only app that's kind of all the rage right now. I heard about it sometime last year and was invited to join several months ago, but I never really used it. I mean, who needs yet another platform to keep up with, right? Well, lately, many of my colleagues, friends, and students have been encouraging me to give it a second chance because of the deeper, spontaneous conversations that happen on that platform. So when today's guest, Jeanette Seeley, became the latest voice in that chorus, I invited her to record a podcast episode with me to share what she loves about the app and why yoga teachers might want to take the time to get on yet another social media platform. As you'll hear in this episode, the tutorial turns spontaneously into a collaboration and ends up being a fun peek behind the curtain so that you get to listen in as we plan out a way to share some of our overlapping interests with you and other yoga teachers. In case you haven't heard about Clubhouse at all yet, here's a very quick primer on the basics. It's only available on iPhone, which is unfortunate, and I really hope that they come out with an Android version soon. Inside the app, you go into rooms that are dedicated to specific topics, and then you have live conversations. The conversations are not recorded, and that promotes more vulnerability and sharing. You do need to be invited to sign up, but these days, invitations are very easy to find. In fact, if your regular network turns up empty, feel free to ask inside the Yoga Teacher Resource Facebook group, and I am confident that you'll find one. If you're not yet a member of the Facebook group, go to teachingyoga.net slash join to find the link. Okay, I think those are the very basics that you need to get started. So let's jump into this conversation all about Clubhouse with Jeanette Seeley. Jeanette, welcome to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. I'm really excited to pick your brain and hear a bit about this new social media app called Clubhouse. Thank you so much, Mado, for having me here. It's a pleasure to be here and have this conversation with you today. I'd love to hear how did you first find out about Clubhouse and what do you like about it? Well, it's funny, I found out about it, you know, kind of through just the peer network of Facebook, everyone was posting, oh, come join my room on Clubhouse. And I'm so excited about this new app. And I thought like so many of us who needs another social media app. So it took me a while to join. I think I joined at the end of February. And instantly, I kind of saw what all of the fuss was about. I really fell in love with it. It's a place for voice conversation, basically, and you host rooms on certain topics and you just have these lovely conversations about, you know, anything under the sun. And it can be very specific to your interests, but being voice, you really connect with people in a whole new way, um, sharing ideas and collaborations. It's It's been in, incredible gift, um, especially in this time of social isolation. What 
topics or subjects have you hosted rooms about? So I've hosted rooms, I co-moderate almost all of the time, and I've hosted rooms, I do one regularly on death and dying, and I've co-hosted a room with my teacher, Swamini Sharananda Saraswati, on healing as an experience of awareness. And then I had the gift of co-hosting a room with um, Swamini and Rinpoche Shialpa, who founded the Universal Peace Sanctuary. And yeah, we hosted a room on spirituality. So it's been so lovely. And like I said, the collaborations you end up having are so unexpected and the connections have been so meaningful. So it sounds like these conversations are going pretty deep for you, that it's not the same as these other social media platforms that tend to be kind of surface, kind of gloss. You got it. You're scrolling through and you got to capture people's attention. And how long do you have their attention for? Right, right. They have been quite deep and meaningful. Um, I also host co-host a, a conscious parenting group. I almost forgot about that. So the the experience is one of deep self-inquiry and the moderators are all skilled in those areas to some degree. And so then people from the audience can come up and ask questions or share their reflections and experiences and receive feedback from the moderators if they ask for it. And so it's just a great opportunity for education and um, building community and support around certain topics that can be quite difficult to talk about. It sounds really great. For me, what happened when I first logged in, I think I got an invite, I don't know, back in November or December or something. And I logged in and I looked around and I didn't see any rooms that were really that interesting to me. And then I didn't have any idea how to find anything, you know, like I wanted to be able to just look around and what was visible to me on the app didn't speak to me. So what is going to show up in your hallway? It's called your hallway when you kind of pop in and that's going to depend on who you follow. So I often suggest when people are first starting out that you intentionally search for people to follow who are going to inspire you and be engaged in conversations that are meaningful to you. Um, I'm, I'm following a lot of Ayurvedic physicians and um, neurologists because I'm like, a you know, I love those topics. And so I'll seek out people who are experts in the field and I'll follow them and you'll end up in a room with these brilliant people and just experience so much richness. Um, it can be a lot of fun too. I'm, I'm bringing in all the serious rooms, but you know, there's a lot of play and a lot of fun in there as well. There are karaoke rooms and, and tell your favorite joke rooms. So it's like anything under the sun. And I just, again, recommend going in and following like 20 of your favorite people and creating a really diverse hallway so that when you pop open the app, there's things that spark your interest. That makes sense. I didn't really feel, I mean, it makes logical sense now that you're saying so, but in the moment, you know, I'm so used to social media kind of spoon feeding me that I didn't really feel called to like search for people on there. And I didn't have any idea who to search for. Um, 
yeah, it just didn't really, didn't really um, cross my mind to do that. Although, of course, now that you say it, it makes complete sense to do it. Um, also, one of the things is that like when I'm doing social media for myself, it's usually late at night and I kind of need to be quiet. <laughs> so I, you know, I'm looking at things, I'm reading things. I love reading articles. I love reading in-depth articles like from the Atlantic and, and places like that where they do go deeper. But the idea of talking, it's like I get to do that primarily during my work day. And then I have to really feel like justified, you know, in like, what am I doing there? Why, why am I there? Do I have a good reason? What's, what is the goal for me in participating in this? And I think that's generally a good idea whenever we're engaging in social media of any sort is to ask ourselves, why am I here? Like, what do I want out of this experience? And again, for myself, I, I didn't really have a clear answer and that's why I didn't feel inspired <laughs> to, to check it out more. But, you know, so many people, yourself included, have been asking me like, oh my God, Clubhouse is amazing. It's, it's blowing my mind. I think you would love it. I'm like, yeah, I kind of tried it, but <laughs> it, it didn't, it didn't speak to me at first glance, but I'm not like a super early adopter of things. Like that's not my style. There are Lots of people I know who just always love to get on the next thing, the next big thing. And, and that's like exciting and fun for them. And I'm much more of a slow and steady, like, let me go deep in this one thing. I don't want to get too distracted. <laughs> so, um, but I'm, you know, I'm definitely hearing this message from people. I don't think it's necessarily people who know me well, but I also feel like the way that I present myself on social media is pretty authentic where if you follow me, you probably do know me a bit. <laughs> if you listen to my podcast, you definitely know me. So to have people who have been following me tell me that this is someplace that they think I would like and thrive and enjoy, you know, that means something to me. So that's why I wanted to have this conversation. That's why I'm so glad to be getting to pick your brain and hearing your thoughts on it. Can you give me some hints and ideas you already said, you know, you get on there. The first thing you do is you want to know who do you already respect and, and want to hear more from. Find them, see if they're on there. What else can people do when they first join Clubhouse to see if it's right for them and to just get a sense of what it's like, the best of it? Yes, yes. Um, I think the first thing is to create a bio for yourself. So it's you can kind of take a lot of time and be really creative with it but initially when you're first getting on the app just have a photo and a bio that tells a little bit about who you are and who you serve and why you're here and that helps you connect when you go into a room and there are some rooms, I'll talk a little later about moderating, but there are some rooms where moderators won't invite you up to stage unless you have a bio because they want to just make sure that you're not, um, you know, trolling the room. <laughs> so really good to have a bio and a clear photo. And then pop into rooms and raise your hand. When you're in there, you have to raise your hand to ask to speak. 
and come up and, and don't be afraid to share your voice. I think that for so many of us, I've heard and felt it myself as well. It's, it's new and it's a little, you know, novel. So there's this fear or this nervousness that arises when you're first up on stage and talking. It can be, it can be an interesting situation, even for people who are really comfortable with public speaking. And yet there's something about this. So, so don't let the fear stop you. Raise your hand and get up on stage and talk and ask questions and reflect and share because that's how you're going to form these relationships with people. And I think that's one of the biggest gifts of Clubhouse. So we talked a little bit about intentionality and being clear on why you're there, what you want to get from your time in in clubhouse can you share with me your your intentions for being there like what have you received and what are you hoping to create by spending time there yes um so my intentions for coming on were at first curiosity and i had a beautiful warm welcome from a friend who had been using it since the inception and so she kind of walked me around and oftentimes you can see your friends pop in and, and invite them to a private room so you can introduce them to the platform and once she did that she invited me to have these deeper conversations like i said the conversations every week around death and dying and that's just something I've been longing to do more and more. So the opportunity to do it just felt really resonant. And then engaging in the rooms, there was such a level of beauty that was shared that I would leave feeling really inspired and, you know, even more driven to do the work that I do in end of life care and just support people at this time. So the intention can be kind of just more, I feel like, very aligned with fulfilling my dharma and in really conscious choice about the rooms that I'm joining and the way that I'm connecting and the relationships that are forming now outside of Clubhouse as well that have begun there but are, um, you know, extending to possibly hosting a retreat together with someone. So it feels you're, they just monetized it. But up until now, you are all of the conversations are free and you can invite people to connect with you off the platform if they want to work with you but my intention has really been to just have these meaningful conversations and connect and in those connections all kinds of beautiful things are coming um, so i do love that you bring that up because i think getting clear on your intention is always a beautiful way to start one of the cool things about what your experience has been is that a lot of yoga teachers who are a little bit newer to the online space really struggle with meeting people, really struggle with finding people to collaborate with. And in a newer platform like this, there's more accessibility. Basically, you are more likely to be able to meet people. And it sounds like this is a little bit of a more intimate platform in a way. Maybe just because it's new, but maybe also because of that, the intimacy of the voice, the live and voice together. It is innovative. It is different. So can you tell me about um, how this monetization has happened? Because this is the first I've heard of it. Like, what are they doing to monetize it now? 
So it's brand new and um, it hasn't rolled out to everyone. So if you're already using Clubhouse, you have to update the app to see it. Um, I don't know if we should mention what where we are in time, but maybe by the time you're listening to this, it will be rolled out in a bigger way. So just make sure you update your app. And then right now it's for the biggest creators on the platform. So people who have thousands and thousands of followers. And it connects with Stripe and there's a link in your bio so someone can just say like donate if there's something that they've said in a room that has touched your heart or changed your life, which I've seen happen. Uh, it just takes you right to a Stripe interface where you can you can donate to them a little bit. So it's an interesting change to the platform and it just was released um Last night, we're recording this on April 6th. So April 5th, um, 2021 was when that was released. And yeah, I'm excited to see how that changes things, though. Will that change the authenticity of the platform? If if some things you share are rewarded and other things are not, will it change what you say? Uh, I hope not. So because one of the most beautiful things about the platform is this authenticity of voice. It's why we love podcasts. It's why we we listen to this. And and when you can connect in real time, it changes it even more. It's so interesting that it's all donation based at this point. Yes. So it's almost like tipping, which is kind of cool. You know, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if podcasts had a tipping function? Yes. I did start a patron program because a lot of listeners reached out to me and they were like, listen, I'm not ready to work with you yet, but I love your podcast. I'd really love to be able to contribute. And so I had, I started this, this patron program and it's great, but it is because it's separate. It has to be like promoted separately, which is, you know, <laughs> this is like the least favorite part of everybody's job <laughs> is promoting all the different things. And so it is nice when it's kind of integrated into the platform so that you don't even have to kind of worry about it yourself. If people feel inspired, it's easy for them to contribute. Yes. Yes. It's so beautiful. I'm excited to see what comes of it for people. So I have this crazy idea and I don't know if it's going to work out or not. If it doesn't work out, we can just delete this part. But what if you took me on a tour of it and we recorded that? Yes. I don't know how we'd record it, but we could record, we could do it. I mean, well, we're we'll just talking now through here. Just, yeah. So okay. I just pulled it up on my phone. Okay. And so anybody I listening, will. you know, if you have Clubhouse and you want to pull it up on your phone and follow along with the tour. Beautiful. Yeah. I will start a room and invite you. Okay. You might not show up for me because I, you need to, okay, this is a fun thing. Someone needs to follow you in order to ping them into a room. So I'll ask Mato to come in and follow me. Um, I think I'm already following Should I just search you, for I'll just you? be sure. You can search for my name. And okay. I found you. Yes. And I'm following you. All right, now I can create a room and we ping our friends into the rooms that we're in. So if you're in a, a really great room and you think someone would love it too, you can ping them in. Or you can start a private room like I'm doing right now. And I'm going to ping you in. Okay. 
What does ping mean? It's just a way you'll get a little notification that'll say Jeanette wants you to join this room. Not yet. Oh, I see you now. So we're in the clubhouse room together. I'm curious. I think it's recording on Zoom and on. I can hear you on Clubhouse as well. <laughs> so, yes, I turned my volume all the way down to try to avoid any feedback, but we would hear each other just on the app if we weren't on Zoom. And then you can go ahead if you click on my photo and I'll click on yours. I see you have a you have a bio in place, a beautiful picture and you have 50 followers. So good. Um, and it links to your Instagram. That's perfect. That's another thing that you'll want to make sure when you're creating your bio is to link it to your Instagram. You can also link it to your Twitter. And those links allow someone to click and follow. Other links are not clickable in Clubhouse. So they would have to physically type them out to go to your website. But it's better if you have just a click and then people can go over and follow you on Instagram. So only Instagram and Twitter? Only Instagram and Twitter right now. Okay. Yes. Yes. And so we're going to click start a closed room together. So we are in a closed room together. Oh, we are? Yes. As soon as you joined, you accepted oh, my little notification. Yeah. And that's something funny that happens when you're in a room already. You might even be on stage speaking. And I made this mistake a lot in the beginning when someone would ping me, I would like go to like get rid of it and I, I would I would click it and it would I would jump into another room. <laughs> so it can Oops. be a little disorienting. <laughs> so while you're in the room, if you don't want notifications, you can click on your photo in the very upper right corner. Okay. And then on the settings, the little gear symbol in mm -hmm. the upper right corner, and you can say pause notifications. I don't see that. It's, uh, do you see settings? And then it says frequency. Oh, open app settings. Is that okay. right? I think so. Yes. Got it. I've paused okay. notifications. Yes. And that's really good to do, especially if you're moderating a room. And um, moderating a room is really fun. And it's a really good way to build your business. So if that is your intention, is reaching new people, creating new relationships, building your business when you're moderating a room, that's the time where, where you're setting the tone and you're choosing the topic of conversation. Um, and that's also a time you'll definitely want to pause those notifications. <laughs> so Jeanette, should, should we moderate a room together sometime? Yes, I would love that. That would be so beautiful. What do you think we should talk about? What should the topic be? I think there's so much that we have in common, which is really beautiful. Um, you know, everything from anatomy to yoga therapy to helping people build their business. So I'll, I'll leave it open and let you choose, or maybe your listeners would like to choose. Well, right now I'm in a season of really focusing on the business side of things. So we could definitely choose a topic within that realm. I find that the more specific the topic, the more compelling it is. It's like it's really helpful for people to be able to kind of picture what we're going to talk about versus when you make it just very general, like building a business. If you say building a business, oh, my God, that could be anything from accounting 
to marketing, but like what kind of marketing <laughs> to, you know, becoming a better teacher. There's just so many, there's so many different options when you get general, but when you get really specific then, and this is a great marketing tip for any platform, any situation, the more specific you can be with what you're offering, the more that people can visualize what it's going to be like, the more they can see themselves there and they can see the, you know, the person they want to be at the end. Because we're all looking for growth. We're all looking for evolution in some way, whether that evolution is like solving a problem that has been top of mind, or if it's becoming the person that you know deep down that you're capable of being, but somehow it just feels just a little bit out of reach for you. If you can see yourself growing, if you can see yourself changing in some positive way, that's what really gets people inspired to show up for things. So what do you think? Got any ideas based on, I know that was, that was like broad, but how can we get more narrow? That's so beautiful. I think what, what would be fun would be talking about engagement and, and building relationships um, as this is kind of what specifically I found the gift of Clubhouse to be. And, and I know I've heard some of your podcasts do what the core of an authentic yoga business really is. So it's um, something I think we can all benefit from is learning what to do from the point of engagement to the point of building the relationship and then moving to a place where someone wants to work with you. Yeah, that little client journey. And, and this is again, to, this is, I love this. this is so fun because it's kind of peeking behind the scenes, behind the curtain of like what it's like to collaborate with somebody, you know, Jeanette and I met very recently, we met a week ago <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, here we are just chatting and brainstorming together. And this is what, you know, we want to invite you to do with, with other yoga teachers as well. So when I hear, um, when I hear this and, and I love this idea and what I want to hone in on is, okay, who is the person that this is for? Who, who is this? Who do we really want to invite into this space? Other people will come if they resonate with the topic, but the more we can get clear on who do we want to really call in and where are they now in their journey? What is it? What are the things that they're concerned with, right? Are we, are we wanting to attract the stage of yoga teacher where they're like, I really want more people in my classes, or are we wanting to attract the stage of yoga teacher who is thinking, I'm really wanting to build out something sustainable for the long term, and I need to build relationships with my audience. I need to build an audience, right? Those are kind of two different, I don't like to say profiles because that depersonalizes it. It is a journey. And I did a podcast episode on that was people really loved. I, it was like one of those surprise hits on the three phases of teaching mastery, mm. right? That, that first phase of, oh my God, everything is so overwhelming and you don't know what you don't know, <laughs> but you want to <laughs> know it all yeah. to that phase of real experimentation and like, oh, this is so exciting. And I, there's all of these different traditions and different um, bodies of knowledge to pull from. And, but I don't really have a, a system yet to that 
third phase where you're like, wow, this is all coming together. And I have these same things that I do over and over again. And they're really, they work consistently. And I really know who they're going to work for and who is like, maybe not the best fit to work with me. So those are kind of the three, the three stages. So we could even think like with that, within that, which of those three stages would we want to be creating this for? Yeah, I love those three stages. Um, it's, I think I, I'm feeling that stage two would be the kind of person who would really benefit the most and that'd be very attracted to this kind of conversation, have good awesome. questions and a lot to offer to it as well. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, and, and this is something that we can work out the details of like exactly what we would call it and, and how we would invite people in. But that's a really great starting point of we're going to have a conversation around partnering, strategic partnerships, building relationships and building engagement and community, both on and offline, really. I mean, usually there's at least some online component, but there can be overlaps between on and offline. Like for you, for example, you met this person on Clubhouse and now you're putting together what I assume is going to be an in-person retreat. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. All right. Ooh, I, love, I love, this. love this. Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> okay. And then I'm actually thinking that I want to release this episode on April 22nd. And maybe we could do this sometime in the next week, right after that. We could do oh, this, beautiful. this room. You know, I try to make most of my podcast episodes pretty evergreen, but it's kind of fun to make something that's really in the moment as well. Right. So we'll schedule it later and, um, and I'll record a little, um, I'll record a little ad for it so that okay. at the beginning, maybe the middle and the end of the episode, it's like, Hey, you're invited. And that'll only be on before it happens. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. This Beautiful. is going to be fun. I'm super excited about this. Do we need to do a practice beforehand or do I just show up and like, I've never done this before. <laughs> you just show up. I think, well, I would love, this might be a good segue into some tips on moderating a clubhouse room. Yes. Um, okay. Should we leave this? Is there anything else you want to show me on the app or should we leave the app now? I think that's, um, the rest I would have to show you for like creating a room and creating a group. It would be more of a screen share kind of thing. Okay. And, but I, I, I could talk you through it actually, if you want to try that. Well, how about if we make it, make that a bonus for the podcast patrons? Oh, that sounds wonderful. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. So we will, I'm going to quietly leave our shared room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yes, there's the option to leave quietly or you can like peace out. Okay, so we were going to go into tips for hosting a room, right? Right, right. So when you're hosting a room, um, it's generally suggested that you stay in there for some time and you co-host with someone. And, you know, it might take five or ten minutes for people to even come into the room so just have a conversation with the person you're hosting with until people start to arrive. 
And then every once in a while, and you'll just tune into the feel of the room and how many people have arrived and joined, you'll want to do a room reset. And what that will look like is you kind of say, I'm going to take this time to do a room reset and welcome all of our new people to the room and just let you know the topic that we're talking about today. And it's really nice to make it personal. And if the room is small enough, you can do this where you go through and welcome everybody by name. That's a really beautiful tip that I've received as a part of the audience that I now practice as a moderator, because it's just such a nice way to include people in the conversation, even if they're not up on stage. And up on stage, there's kind of, when you're in a room, there's kind of three portions to the room. And the very top is people who are on stage and can open their microphone and talk at any time. And then the second little part is people who are followed by the people who are on stage. And then the third part is everyone else who's in the room. So sometimes, you know, you can be in rooms that have thousands of people, but oftentimes the rooms are small and intimate, especially when you're just beginning. You'll have 10 people or 20 people in the room. And it's really, again, that personal touch of saying hello to everyone. You might want to have community agreements if you're talking about a difficult topic. So you might want to say um, you can make these in writing when you create the room so people have to accept the rules of the room. Um, you might just say them when you do the reset. You might just say, you know, we're talking about this today. And I want you to find your inner resource and give yourself permission to, to walk away if the conversation is difficult for you, or I want to give you um, permission to raise your hand and ask questions, or I want you to know that we are not therapists or we are not providing therapy here today. Um, and if you need support outside of this, the, these are your options. I mean, I've had, I've been in a mental health room where the main moderators all have the suicide hotline right in their profile. So just mindfully creating the, the rhythm of the room with resetting it, letting people know why they're here and what the agreements of the room are, depending on, on what kind of a room you're creating. So that can be really beautiful. And, and the final tip for moderating is, is really tune into just making everyone feel welcome. Even if they're not up on stage, knowing that they contribute to the energy of the room, to the space in general, just by being in the audience and listening um, can be really lovely as well, because we want it's it, we want it to be an inclusive space. So making everyone feel welcome. And it's so wonderful when people are new to the app. They have a little party hat on. And oftentimes when they come up on stage and they're like, this is the first time that I'm talking and I'm so nervous and and I feel so safe in this room to share. Uh, and that's a beautiful thing. So we want to create those spaces as moderators. And I've been in rooms where that doesn't happen. And what a difference. Rooms where the moderator kind of has a little bit of control over the stage as well. So if someone is trauma dumping or if someone is, is going on and on and on and just the ability to step in and kind of, again, have that reset. So... This is why we're here. And if you need further support, this is what I suggest. And we're going to move on, you know. 
So just having skills around that in general, or working with someone who does is a, is a really important thing for moderating a room. Sounds like there's a lot in common with facilitating groups in person. Exactly. Yes. But you just have to get used to the different technology, the different ways yes. that you would <laughs> that you would do that using the technology. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's really fun too because I, people do it so creatively. So you can intro with a song or outro with a song or ask everybody to share their favorite song and play it and like there are lots of fun things you can do. You can ask questions um and have people like popcorn their answers. So oh, really? Yes. So would that popcorn be vocal popcorn? Right. Vocal popcorn. Oh, so you can say wow. like, tell me in one sentence, you know, or one word. I like that. Or one word and really create fun engagement and create yeah. like really, really rich and dynamic groups yeah, just as you do in person. So it's, it's, again, it's really wonderful. Yeah. I love one word answers for in-person groups when they get a little bit bigger because it's a way of getting everyone gets heard without it taking up a whole bunch of time. And by asking you to distill your answer into one word, it really forces you to think. It really makes you be like, wow, okay, what is the essence of how I'm feeling or what I want or whatever the question is? So I really love that. So we definitely need to use that in our, yes. Yes. In our room that we host together. I love that. And yeah. So there's no written component. Like people can't type chat or anything. Is no. Right. If you want to write, you kind of go over to Instagram or Twitter and connect with the person there. So that's how relationships form. Oftentimes people will they'll follow you on Clubhouse, but then they'll connect with you over on Instagram and say, you know, I just heard you speak and and I want more information or I'm just reaching out to tell you that was so helpful and and it's really, it's, it's rich that way. So you can, awesome. but you can't type on the app. <laughs> okay, cool. Right. Well, for anybody who is listening in real time, just after this episode is released, I hope that you join Jeanette and I in our, my very first and our together first, perhaps there'll be more than one <laughs> in the long run clubhouse room. And yeah, so just check out the show notes for details, listen for a little blurb in the beginning, middle or end. And if this is, if you're listening later, if it's past, then just check us out, find us on Clubhouse if you're on there. And I, you know, I don't know for sure. I'm not going to guarantee that I'm going to have more going on, but it sounds like Jeanette show, sure will. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. And I'm, I, I have a feeling you will too, to some degree, because your voice is so beautiful and you have so much to share. So I hope oh, that you find you. it as enjoyable as I have. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm really grateful to have a guide and a, that you have agreed to co-host with me because that definitely makes me feel like a lot more comfortable about doing it. Yes, yes. I'm so excited. That's, I think that really covers the introduction that I was hoping to get to Clubhouse. And if you want to join us for more, then we will see you there. Thank you so much for having me, Mado. And thank you to your beautiful audience for listening and hope to see you over on Clubhouse soon.